Welcome to season six of the Making a Marketer podcast with your hosts, Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Gretemann Group and Xdan. This show is for all levels of experience talking marketing and business with the best guests in the industry. Two guarantees that we maintain you will learn and laugh. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 131 of the Making a Marketer podcast. I'm Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing. Of course, this show for six years now, we're recording this on August 8th and on August 4th was the six-year anniversary of the first episode that we published. So Powers of Marketing has been supporting this show since then. And now that is our focus, creating content via podcasts and um, anything strategic to do with event production and hosting. Um, We are your people. I am your people. All right. And my lovely co-host is Miss Jen Cole. Hi, Jen. Hello there. How are you doing today, Megan? Not bad, not bad. I'm. I got to talk to you. So this is the third time in three weeks we've talked. This is like super special. I know. I love it. I love it. Yesterday we talked on the phone. This morning we started off our day emailing each other. That was really nice. It's been quite the day. I feel like I've been in a lot of different places today, virtually and Same. and physically. It's been a wild day. Same. I've been creating content for my professional association job and prepping this show and working actually my day job. <laughs> I did fit that in there a little here and there today. Yeah, a bit. <laughs> nice. Oh man. The struggle's real on some days, right? For real, for real. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I am really happy to welcome our guest today who, well, we talked more than three years ago now about having her on. And now here we are. And that is Miss Meg Coffee. Welcome, Meg. Hello. Hi. All the way from <laughs> Perth, Australia, mate. Yes, I was laughing at when you said that it was August 8th. I was like, no, it's no, it's not. It's it's August 9th. I'm in the future here. <laughs> yeah, you do live in the future. That is a magical thing about right. And I need to ask I meant to ask you this before. Is Meg short for Margaret or for Megan or none? That is something that I don't answer publicly. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's a secret. My name is just Meg. That's the tea of coffee and tea. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. It will never be spilled. (laughs) No, No, I'm just Meg. Meg Coffee. That's me. All right. Well, let me read Meg Coffee's bio. Meg is an internationally recognized social media and digital marketing strategist hailing from Texas and now proudly based in Australia. Known as the Textralian, Meg combines her exceptional work ethic calculated risk-taking, and remarkable communication skills to lead the way in digital empowerment. As the founder of State of Social, Australia's largest social media conference, and hashtag SMPerth, a go-to source for the latest news and a vibrant community in the digital space, Meg is dedicated to keeping businesses ahead of the curve. With a deep understanding that digital is essential in today's business landscape, Meg's expertise extends far beyond the hospitality and tourism sectors she works with through her agency, Coffee and Tea. 
She specializes in transforming the fear of social media into confidence and excitement about leveraging technology for tangible results. Meg actively contributes to the digital marketing community as a sought-after speaker, lecturer, and panelist. Her thought leadership has led to judging industry awards and being recognized as one of Australia's top 50 small business leaders in 2017. Notably, Meg was also a finalist for Campaign Brief's prestigious Ad Person of the Year Award in 2021 and 2023. Congrats. Thank you. You're busy. It gives me goosebumps when people read that. Like, (laughs) I I don't know. I don't think I've done a few things, but when you read my bio, it's like, oh, maybe I have done a few things. Yeah. Hearing your accolades said by someone else versus you just like reading them or putting them in your LinkedIn. Yeah. It has a different spin. Yeah. 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 All right. So Let's get thank going. you for having me. I'm super excited. We have been talking about this for a while. So I'm glad we're yeah. making this happen. Same, same. Oh, and did I mention, I didn't mention, this is our final episode. For the last two episodes, I've been saying this might be our last. <laughs> this is absolutely our last episode. So Meg gets to be our piece de resistance, is how you say it, of season six. So I'm excited to... Jen, you want to kick us I, off? I love that. I love that I can wrap it up and say that from the future, it's looking good. <laughs> I love right? that. That's amazing. <laughs> the future looks bright. It's looking Perfect. bright. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of the future, because I think we're talking a lot about, you know, foreshadowing and foreseeing things today. There have been a lot of changes in the social media realm over the past several weeks alone. Of course, one of those being the rise of Meta's new Twitter look like threads. So what is your thought process when, you know, something like this comes out and is thought to be the next big thing, the new shiny object, you know, when it comes to a digital strategy? And do you often jump on board from the beginning or do you sit back and just kind of keep an eye out. I'm so tired. I'm so very tired, Jen. (laughs) I hear this. (laughs) I hear it. Oh, and how? (laughs) It's Look, I mean, there were so many questions you just asked me in that little bit there. I mean, let's talk about what's happened in the past few weeks. Oh my God, I'm so tired. I can't keep (laughs) up. And and it's not just because I'm old and bitter. I mean, that is part of it. I've been doing social media for a very long time. So I am old and bitter. I've seen it all. I've been through the battles. And so maybe I am a bit like, oh my God, not another new platform. I can't handle this. And maybe that's why I'm a bit apathetic to it. But I'm also, I don't know, Threads was different. And I think that the way that we reacted to Threads was different. But let's go back to the the start of your question. What has changed in the past couple of weeks? I mean, I think we can't go past what Elon has done. And I really don't like talking about him, but I have to talk about Twitter because it is Twitter and I refuse to call it anything else because I am an addict. Same Z's. I want my drug. Yeah. For real. He broke our baby. He broke our baby. He did. He did. Look, you know, I think that a lot of us are clamoring for the Twitter that we had in late 2020, early 21, when the pandemic was strong and we were stuck at home and we were looking for community. And that community that globally that a lot of us found, and it isn't just necessarily marketing Twitter. Yes, that there is marketing Twitter, but there's an incredible community. And I dare say friendships, real friendships that were built out of that. A lot of us are looking for that again. And now we will never replace that, right? But Twitter is this thing that is so ingrained in us. And it has been broken and we we don't want to give it up and we will keep going back no matter. I mean, look, Twitter, I have moved it off the front of my home. It's no longer on the home screen. It's like on the third one now, but I haven't deleted it yet. (laughs) It's so hard, right? And I don't want to use it because when I do go, it's like Facebook for me was a couple of years ago. I don't use Facebook at all anymore, but it's like Facebook. Every time you go back, you feel bad. You know, you see the racist cousin or you see like the... (laughs) 
bad stuff. Yeah. But we still keep going back. You know, I didn't go back to Blue Sky. I didn't go back to any of the other ones because I didn't have the social graph. I didn't have my friends. I have my friends on threads. So I am going back to threads. Nice. Twitter, I will go back to, I think, until it's completely broken and dead, which we're pretty close to, I think. But yeah, so, you know, so what's changed? It's been that. It's been all the chaos of that. You know, what's risen for me? LinkedIn. I'm I'm spending time on LinkedIn. It's weird. I'm all over LinkedIn. What about you, ladies? So alive on LinkedIn. Well, I have been always alive on LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn's my baby. Twitter, you know, became like just a close second and now it's a distant second. But yeah, that's where I have a lot of people there. And for me, it's like I love my algorithm favors the goodness. I see the people I want to see and new people see me based on, you know, other people engaging with my content. And so, yeah, I love me some LinkedIn. Yeah. Megan has a really cool series on LinkedIn called Megan's Musings. And you do that on Mondays. Is that I've correct? seen that. Yeah. It's I've seen so that positive and heartwarming. And it always shows up for me. Always shows Aww. up. I love those posts. That's nice to hear. Yeah. It's like I'm blogging again without even without blogging again, if that makes sense. Like they started out very short and then they ended up becoming these like micro blogs. So yeah, Yeah, it's cool. They're all so tied to memories. I love it. Or is something over the weekend, like a lesson that I learned and there's a picture associated. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get back to me. Um, I am an event professional and yeah. you have an event coming up. And I want, I have to say, first of all, the fact that you have an event in two weeks and you're here with us, God bless you. When you said your event and then I looked, I was like, oh my gosh, it is. It's coming up in two weeks. So thank you for taking the time when I know that you must be going crazy. So I'll start off saying that. Um, so event marketers <laughs> across the board are reporting late sponsorship sales, and late registration. So a couple of things on this that I want to kind of hear your perspective on as someone who is a marketer planning an event for marketers. Did you find like this to be the case? Did you get late sponsorships? Are you still getting late reg? And are like, what has been your best success helping you drive registration? I wish I you that could was a see lot. my face. Yeah, sorry. I wish you could see my <laughs> face audio. right now. <laughs> and I also wish that this podcast was after the event so I could tell right. you the truth. Look, (laughs) this year has been hard, very hard. Um, And I think that there are a lot of things. I mean, don't get me wrong. We are, first of all, I am a perfectionist. Let me clarify and put a caveat on everything I'm about to tell you. I am a perfectionist and therefore nothing I do is good enough ever. Okay. Now, with that said, Our sales are phenomenal. We are the biggest numbers we've ever had. However, I have completely failed. We have not sold enough tickets. And this is a complete disaster in my head. (laughs) Right? But I think every event professional goes through that, right? You set these targets. And if you don't reach them, or even if you're not even like 95% close, you have failed, right? If you're a perfectionist like I am. So look, the event is phenomenal. We are, I think we're up 10, 15% on where we were last year in terms of ticket sales. So it is fantastic. And I think that we are very, very close to being, we're definitely going to be Australia's biggest digital marketing event this year. My goal is to make it into Apex. 
And I'm, I'm not ashamed of saying that my inspiration is social media marketing world and content marketing world. I think that they are two of the greatest events in the world. And that if you are in this industry, you need to be going to those events. And I have no shame in saying to Michael and Joe that I'm inspired by their events and, and honored to be inspired. I think that they do incredible. And I've taken what I think are the very best of theirs and tried to put an Australian spin on it for mine, for State of Social. So to have 750 people coming and the way that I look at it is if Joe can get 7,000 to Cleveland, I can get 2,000 to Perth, right? <laughs> so that's my goal. And so, you know, to, to get 750 this year is great. But yes, the, the last minute registrations, I mean, we had something like 53 registrations yesterday. Nice. So you get two oh, weeks wow. out and you're like, holy crap, I'm not going to make budget. I've <laughs> overspent. What am I doing? I'm going to lose my house, right? I mean, that's not going to happen. You're going right. to be fine. But you know, any event professional will know that this is the, I'm in the mental breakdown stage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you throw in the fact that everybody is revenge traveling right now and oh, nobody, yeah. nobody is at work. Everybody is in Europe like yeah. for the entire month of July and August. True. And so I was there for three weeks in July. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those Megan, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Okay. So yeah. do you have capacity if you get like what do you, As in, you in my space? brain? Does Meg no, no, have in this, the, the seats, the butts in the <laughs> of seats. Of course. You, okay. Our event is at Optus Stadium. We have capacity for 60,000. Okay. Yeah. The, the way that I structure State of Social is that we can go. You know, we do gift bags. We do very high-end gift bags. So I do have a limit on, you know, only certain ticket levels get gift bags. So I do have a limit on how many of that ticket level can come. Okay. But no, we don't have Smart. limits. I mean, yes, I have to give final numbers one week out. Yeah. So there, I mean, there are cutoffs yeah, of course. and things like that. And there are projections that I have to make. But we'll take as many as we come. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. because I want them there. I do this yeah, for course. love. I do this for industry. Yes. It's, I don't do it to line my pockets. Right. Well, that was going to be my next question. Maybe I just missed it. I don't feel like I didn't see it on your Coffee and Tea website. Is it a separate business entity? Okay. Yeah, it is completely a separate Smart. business. Smart. Yeah. yeah. So Social Media Perth was an organization. So been running Coffee and Tea, which is my agency, and Social Media Perth as two separate businesses for 10 years now. And they were always meant to be separate businesses and never, you know, Coffee and Tea was meant to be this big, super agency, 20 staff, big, whatever. And SM Perth was this little side hustle. And that's not at all what happened. You know, Coffee and Tea has stayed small boutique. We have five staff and it's perfect and I love it. And SM Perth became this massive behemoth and it allowed me to raise my profile and become the digital marketer for Western Australia and then eventually for Australia. So I was doing a number of workshops and classes and things like that through SM Perth. And when it turned five, I realized that we should do something big. I wanted to have a big event. So I was like, oh, I'll do a little half-day event. And that was the same year that Optus Stadium, our big stadium, was opening. Now, our stadium, for those that don't know, is incredible. It is voted world's most beautiful stadium, as well as Australia's best stadium, and I think quite possibly the world's best stadium. Wow. And it is, yeah, it's incredible. It is voted, it is based off, and I should know this because I'm from Dallas, but I still call it Cowboy Stadium and it'll always be Cowboy oh, Stadium yeah, until yeah, the day yeah. I die. Uh-huh. But whatever that stadium. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's based off that stadium and the way that that one was built. So it also holds a really special place in my heart, Optus Stadium does. And so, you know, I started State of Social. And then I also realized that there was nothing in Australia that a lot of 
of the events here, it was people getting on stage, beating their chest about how wonderful they were and not actually delivering any value. And I was finding that I was having to go to the US to actually go to incredible conferences. And I was having to leave my own country to learn. And I didn't think that that was right because you know not everybody can do that not everybody has the means to do that so i decided then and there that it was my opportunity to put on a conference for industry that industry deserved and to make it at a price point that was extremely reasonable because a lot of the conferences that we have to go to you know they're 2 3 4000 dollars for a ticket yeah and again that's not feasible so state of social started small but like anything I do, things don't stay small because I'm a perfectionist. You know, I was like, all right, well, let's do it and let's make it Apex biggest. And let's make it so that if you are a serious digital professional, that you go to social media marketing world, you go to content world and you go to state of social. Yeah. And, you know, events like that is where we learn, you know, like we learn about the tools that we don't know about. We learn about, you know, we learn from the sponsors, we learn from exhibitors. And so, you know, I kind of to go back to the first question, like we're, we're going to revisit, like talking about tools and apps, you know, with each one of them comes new ways to strategically create content. And I'm sure that you're strategically creating content for your events and your agency. So how can marketers effectively educate, you know, our clients, our brands that we work with to understand that not every tool that comes out can or should be implemented into, you know, whatever their marketing strategy is. So what are some significant indicators to look at to determine when, you know, when this new tool or this new app is a good fit or not? I think that it's human nature to get distracted by shiny things, right? We love new things. We love new clothes. We love new toys. We love new, 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 bring it on, right? And so I think that, you know, when new apps, new tools, new things come out, we it's very easy to get distracted by them. And I think that right now, right this very moment in time, when we have the, the chat GPTs and the mid journeys and all of this AI stuff that's happening, it is very easy to get overwhelmed by it all. And just there's so much of it. You know, I throw back to when Canva first started. And I'll be honest with you, I did not like Canva because I would get overwhelmed by it. I knew how to use Photoshop. I could edit my photos. I could do what I needed to. I didn't need Canva. The templates overwhelmed me. There were too many options. There was too much to it. There's still a lot to it. (laughs) Oh, no, there totally is. Um, And side note, Canva is a product that has come out of Perth, Australia. So thank you very much, Perth, Australia. Yes, thank you for Canva. I live in Canva. (laughs) I think we all do now. I think all marketers, even if you hate it, even if you are someone, you know, that despises it, you still use it. I think, you know, marketers do. We get so overwhelmed. And so one of the things that I'm working really hard now with my clients and with the people that I'm training and just, you know, in a lot of what I'm talking about is I think we need to not necessarily, yeah, we need to pare it back. We need to, we need to step back. We need to take a breath and we need to just calm down. Now, by all means, use the tools. Let's get creative. Let's do the generative fill and all this stuff. (laughs) But let's take a breath and go, what am I actually trying to achieve here? What is my objective? Yeah. Right. Take it back to the strategy. Um, Take it back to the goals. Yeah. Exactly. And actually, what that is right there is fundamental 101 marketing stuff. And where I'm really concerned about our industry right now is that I think a lot of us are forgetting those fundamentals. Yeah. Now, is that because we're busy? Is that because we don't care? Is that because the pressure from bosses is too much? There, There could be a myriad of reasons, right? 
But we are so getting caught. And my, look, don't get me wrong. I was all about threads. I'm user 9,601, right? Like I was on threads. Get it. But my clients aren't necessarily right, right. yet, right? I think as marketers, we're getting so excited and we've got to be first and you've got to be on it and you got to do it and you got to... <laughs> That we're actually sort of forgetting about some of that stuff. You know, and I lecture, I talk to students a lot, and a lot of them are like, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a degree in social media. And I'm like, a what? Like, don't know. They're like, excuse me, what? And I'm like, no, 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 go get a degree in English, a degree in philosophy, business, psychology, human psychology, behavior. Yeah. Understand your customers, understand things that haven't changed in 200 years. Because the tools, you can learn the tools. You can take a webinar today and learn the latest changes in meta right? Don't spend four years getting a degree of that. Do the classics, the fundamentals. Because in my 20 years of marketing, those fundamentals haven't changed. Yes, my distribution channels have, but my fundamentals haven't. Yeah, we can all learn a new format, a new way to tag, a new way to create content. But I love what you said as a person with a bachelor in psychology. Didn't know what she was going to do with the degree. (laughs) I have my bachelor's in English. So exactly. Yeah. 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 And I thought I needed business. I wanted to do advertising. So you have to and at my university, it was that was part of the journalism school, which is interesting, right? Like to think about it now for advertising to be part of journalism is a little bit like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, well, I have a question that I've been wanting to, you know, I listen to podcasts and I was listening to a podcast about podcasting and (laughs) and he, he posed a few questions that like fundamental questions to ask guests to learn about them. And I, and I haven't really on this show found an opportunity to ask these kinds of questions in this way. So, but we're going to today with Miss Meg. So, what Sorry is a common? That. No, no, I, this is great. So, just based on how we frame the show, I am, it just this it, it fits. So, what do you think is a commonly held belief in our industry? So, we'll call it the marketing space, whether you want to call it digital marketing or marketing general or whatever. What's a commonly held belief that you passionately disagree with? Oh, look, I've got lots of hot takes, you know? I mean, I think that right... This isn't a long-held belief, but I think that right now there is this belief of this this urgency to be first, and I strongly disagree with that. I think that when there is a new platform or there is a new situation where you must claim your username, yes, get into that, claim your username, because we can't have other brands or we can't have people squatting on brands right? We do need to own our brands. But this urgency to be first, I think is detrimental. And I think that there's a lot of people out there. And, you know, I got into it with someone on Twitter. Well, I didn't get into it. I just posted a hot take and then I let other people get into it. The Um, Twitter bros. But I think the the Twitter bros. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. You know, I have a real problem with some of these Twitter bros or these... Look, for lack of a better term, I'll call them grifters because, and I don't like giving them air because they don't deserve it, but they just keep getting it. Right. And I don't understand how, but you know, how can you have a strategy for something that is a day old? Right. You can't. Right. So for me, this urgency to be first, right. And it comes, you know, to be the first one to comment on Kylie's post or to be the first one to do this. Like, I just think that it's becoming a little bit detrimental in that. For a business point of view, and we are talking about business, that we're not thinking about the long term and we're not thinking about how it's going to impact people. We're not thinking about our customers, right? Marketers who go in and change the logo because they're tired of it are not thinking about their customers. 
yeah. or non-marketers who try to pretend like they're marketers changing a logo and a company <laughs> name. Yeah. That, yeah, I think that's more, right? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. 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 Well, Jen and I yeah. have a saying on this show, don't feed the trolls. I mean, that's our mantra. Yeah. That grifters, trolls. Yeah. that, And I heard someone refer to them. Yeah. As the Twitter bros. But they said it was something super more clever, but Twitter bro, they're like, they've got the Twitter nose, you know, like they just want to oppose anything that you say. And so, yeah, so I'm doing more commenting and like reading than actually engaging with people these days. But also my algorithm is all catty wampus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Twitter's a mess. Yeah, no, when the threads thing came out, I did post a hot take because someone annoyed me and I was like, I've had enough and I've had enough of you. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people agreed with me, but it is really interesting. I think, you know, I think there's some very dividing lines. You know, I think mm-hmm. you look back to you, you either love Gary V or you don't. Yes. You know, there are some marketers, you're either very much that side or very much the other side. And I don't necessarily know that either one of us are correct. Right. Probably the answer is in the middle. Yeah. 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 Well, we could go down a whole rabbit hole on that. So um, (laughs) that's a whole episode. We will not not digress. (laughs) We will not. We're going to do a little brain break. And our question is by Miss Jen this week. What do you like to do over a long weekend? We have a bank holiday coming up here in the U.S. And so this prompted Jen to ask this question, Meg. What do you like to do on a, so, on a long weekend? I am obsessed with my dog. I have a 38 kilo, which is huge. I think that's what says, you, you can tell I've been in Australia too long because I don't know what that is ah. in pounds. I think that's like 70, 75 pounds. <laughs> Labradoodle. He's huge. He's a beast, but he is lovely. And his name is Henry. And Henry is my buddy. So on a long weekend, well, look, I'll be honest with you. I live in Australia. Life is a long weekend. I shouldn't say that. No, Uh but I do. I live in Perth. I live pretty close to the beach. You know, we go to the beach. We live an outdoor life. Perth is incredible. Australia is incredible. So for Henry and I, we will go for long walks on the beach. It's fantastic. (laughs) It's romantic. (laughs) I know. That's awesome. Yeah. Or, you know, the park you go, you go get a coffee, catch up with friends. And, but it is, it's, it's me and Henry palling around. But my latest is that there's a, there's a town called Jurian Bay, which is about two and a half hours north. And I'm about to buy some land and build a little beach shack up there. So that will be what we start to do on long weekends. Oh, amazing. amazing. Yeah, that. awesome. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What does Jen Cole and her and her brood <laughs> do on a long weekend? Normally on a long weekend, like Memorial Day weekend or Labor Day, we will load up the car and head up to Kansas City and spend some time with friends, spend some time just not doing anything, spend some time exploring breweries, just hanging out. We're not baseball. doing <laughs> yes. Ooh. Well, yes, we'll do that or fit in a preseason football. Last year we did a preseason football game and a baseball game. Megan, I've done that with you before. That was so much fun. But this year we're we're not doing that. All Although I do have a a very fun trip to Kansas City planned in October that I'm looking forward to. So there is a Band-Aid, which is not even a Band-Aid. It's like a fun explosion that's coming up in my life. So I'm excited. (laughs) What about you, Megan? I miss baseball. I miss baseball. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yes. You have 
Cricket's not the same. Yeah. No. (laughs) So I, you know, it depends. I feel like Memorial Day weekend ends up, I go to Bottle Rock. It's a music, wine and culinary festival in Napa. Labor Day weekend, I had three nephews, all brothers get married three Labor Days in a row. So that for several years was, you know, family time. But it, for me as an event professional, the fall is crazy. And so I, and I'm, you know, big, big traveling a lot for football. So if I can, I want to stay home and just chill out and, you know, maybe watch some music in the park with some friends. And, you know, it's when you travel a lot, it becomes like really nice to not have any plans at all. (laughs) Um, So trying to enjoy that while I can, because things are going to start. I mean, I was just gone for a while after a really busy spring in the event space. And so then now it's uh, August is kind of like, I'm right. I'm catching my breath for a few weeks and then, (laughs) and then things will get, get back underway. I get to be one of her trips. So I'm really excited about that. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. What am I? Yes. Yes. As a combo weekend, I also, yeah, Yeah. multiple people ask me to do something on the same week and I'm like, oh, sure. I'll just do both. (laughs) We can do all of it all over the States. (laughs) It's crazy. I'm doing that. Yeah. One month before yours, I'm also, I'm going to my niece's 40th birthday party and then flying to spend time with friends in Seattle. So. Yay. Anyway, all right, let's get cooking on the rest of this awesome show. Okay, all right, here it goes. I think that we're leading into something explosive. What is a new app that you've tried recently that you believe could actually stick and grow to be something big? And why do you think that? Um, look, I mean, we've already talked about it, and I think it's threads. And look, I did say that I thought Blue Sky could stick mm-hmm. because I thought you know, Blue Sky was good, but I also thought that Clubhouse was interesting. So I'm the first one to say that I am wrong sometimes, you know, but I like new apps and I try them. And if I can, it is, I think Threads is good. What Threads is still missing some things, you know, Threads, Threads is missing. It's hashtag. You don't realize how much you use hashtags until you don't have them. And I think that it's really prevalent. I mean, I know it's the wrong time zone for you guys. And now that your team is out, sorry about that. But with the Women's World Cup being, especially with the Matildas being so good and it being held in Australia, New Zealand this year, you know, Twitter was where you follow sports and that live events and all of that. We don't have that live event feed on on threads, right? So that that community, you just can't get that on threads yet. It's just not quite there. But I do think, I mean, the the, the fact that we could port our followers over the way that we did, I think threads is the new app. As much as we hate Zuckerberg, he has just, <laughs> you know, he, know, he knows how to copy people and he knows how to release yes. things. Well, what the perfect time? What do you think, though, about I think it needs to be standalone. The fact that you have to have an Instagram account to get a Threads account, I think that's the that's a huge mess right now, especially for businesses, because a lot of B2B, they had no reason to be on Instagram. That's so true. Um, The ability, you know, that you can't switch easily between accounts, that you you can't DM the, you know, not hot people aren't necessarily good at writing. You know, there's all kinds of things that are issues still with threads. The fact that they prioritize the, you know, the celebrities over those that you're following, you know, look, there's still, there are a lot of issues with it. But I think that as Twitter implodes, it is a safer space for us, you know, and I am starting to get breaking news. I'm starting to find out things on threads before I find them out on Twitter. And that is a new experience for me. Yeah. 
So, you know, is that because the Australian news agencies have have jumped onto it faster, you know, and they're abandoning Twitter? I don't know. But I think that threads, I mean, yes, it is problematic, but I can't think of any other app. I mean, Blue Sky, I think the invites hurt it. They didn't release it to the public fast enough. A bit like Clubhouse was withheld the invites too long. Jen, um, did yeah. you get Mastodon on was Blue just, Sky? I, ne- I never got I, on Blue Sky, did you? I never got on did Blue Sky Did you guys want invites? Uh-huh. I mean, I'll, I'll check it out, want I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I well, think I'm pretty comfy on Jack bread. Dorsey, right? Right. Jack Dorsey, yeah. didn't he start That's it? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's another thing, right? It feels the exact same as Twitter. And that's it. I'm, again, I'm tired. How many apps (laughs) do I have to keep up with? And with threat, you know, with threads, this is the thing, you know, especially for, say, for example, my government clients who are all about the ability to archive and, you know, record an ROI. How do I get it? I can't schedule. I can't get any analytics. I can't do any social listening. Right now, we're not on threads because we don't have all that extra stuff. Right. So, yeah, so Threads has a long way to go. But I can't think of any other apps. There's nothing else that's that's exciting other than if you are someone in a very niche community. You know, some of these, you know, what was the one that the guys for the ex-Twitter employees, the phones spills, the black Twitter one. Oh, I can't oh. even remember that one. Sorry, I should know. There's, there's so a new many. App that, there's a new app. So it was all the ex-Twitter employees, the black Twitter employees came together and they released their own app. And, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of ones that are not necessarily mainstream. They're more niche community. There's a bunch of gaming ones yeah. that are amazing and doing super well. They're just not necessarily mainstream like a Threads is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Cool. I knew Threads was going to come up quite a bit, but I didn't know it was going to be this much. <laughs> this is awesome. Okay. With all of these things that we've been talking about today, the do's, the don'ts, the threads, the shiny objects and everything, what do you think everyone in the digital marketing space should start doing, if anything? Stumper. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, but it's it's because I'm trying to articulate it. But I think no, in that awesome. is exactly what I'm trying to say. I think we all need to take a pause. Mm. We need to take a step back and go, what is my objective? What am I trying to achieve? And what is the best way to do that? I think a lot of us are so quick these days. We jump on things. It's that first yeah. mentality, right? So my pause actually <laughs> is exactly right. Yeah. You know, we need to, yeah. to just stop for a second and go, okay, is this what my customers want or is this what I want, right? Is this action going to help me achieve my end goal? Does this action, does anyone outside my organization care about this action? Like, is this better just an internal memo? Like, does this need a social post or is it better right. as an EDM or like, like, what am I trying to achieve? And is this actually going to help me do it? And not every piece of content needs to be a sales piece of content. And not every piece right. of content should be awareness. Like you have to have sales content mixed in with the awareness content, right? But like a random TikTok of your staff dancing, like, cool. But like, why? <laughs> What's, yeah. What are you achieving, right? right. And that's what yeah. we should start doing is asking ourselves, what are we trying to achieve? And I think it yeah. will clear th- a lot of things up. I like for that, sure. yeah. Well, and clients need to understand too that taking a breath is uh, is okay. I used to do social media for restaurants, and I was pitching to have like my my corner bar that I that is like my cheers. I was pitching for their business. Why I wanted to have the place that I hang out become a job is another question, but it was an opportunity, <laughs> right? And we when we have agencies, we take potential business, and I had as part of my proposal discovery. 
and time for me to put together a strategy. And they came back to me with, well, no one else. First of all, they told me that no one else was uh, pitching. And then they came back to me and said, well, no one else has this part in there. Like they basically wanted me to just hit the ground running without putting any effort into the how and why and what. And I was like, oh, because here's the thing is I'm going to have to do that anyway, because I don't like to just shoot without aiming. And so I just was like, yeah, this I'm, I'm it's probably not going to it's not going to work out. Sometimes it's, yeah. it's empowering to say to walk away too, right? Hmm. And it's hard. I mean, my dad always taught me, you never say no to money, right? You don't walk away from money. So to walk away from that is hard, but you also have to know what you're worth and know that you would have never won that contract. Like, you know what I mean? Like you would have pulled your hair out. You would have worked for free. Like it just, you would have never, it never would have worked. So you're actually better off to say no from the beginning. Yeah, for sure. If they caught me at the beginning, cool. But I was seven years in. I was like, no, I already did that with my first clients. Like, I'm not working for... for We we all do. We all do. Those things, you know, I... My very first, you know, nine months of business. Okay, so I was brought up that if, if I invite you out, I pay for the coffee, right? So... My first nine months of business, I didn't have enough money for two coffees. I had enough money for yours, but not for mine. And I'd just say, well, that's fine. I've already had enough today. I'll have a water, right? So you do anything. You're scrappy. Now, 10 years down the line, it's very different. Right. But that's all of us. the lessons. Yeah. 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 That's all of us. All right. We are at the end. And we like to ask every guest, what is a business book that they would recommend to our listeners? All right. So if you could see behind... This is a funny question. And I knew you were going to ask this question. It's funny. And I've been thinking about it. So if you could see behind me right now, you would see this beautiful bookcase that is full of books. (laughs) And they're books that I need to read. And they're books that I want to read. (laughs) They're books I just haven't gotten round to. Because my... Yeah. There's books I haven't got. Look, the last book that I read, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I will give it another comment, is my brain is full. I work a lot. And what I have found is even with the five books that are sitting on my bedside table is that when I get to the end of the day, I am tired. And all I want to do is watch Friends or Big Bang Theory (laughs) until I fall asleep. I can't put any more business into my brain. And I don't want to put fiction in my brain because it's already going fast enough and thinking and doing all that (laughs) stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the last book that I read, and I actually do think that everyone should read it, is um, Sarah Fryer's book on Instagram, where it t- talks about, I think it's, uh, I think I forget what it's called, but Sarah Fryer wrote it, and it's the history of Instagram. Oh and what gosh. I liked about it was she said that she wasn't going to publish it until she had a hundred facts on Instagram that had never been reported on before. Whoa. And I thought that was really good. And I read it, and then it made me understand Instagram and the way that Instagram works a lot better. Okay. And I really enjoyed it. But that, that I think so came cool. out in 2020. Yeah. And so I haven't oh, read one since. And I do, there's so many, there's so many books I want to read. And I do, I have like my book, it's full of them. Oh, and, we know. and I should. We get it. Just, the struggle is real. Jen and I, we buy every book that our guests <laughs> recommend. And <laughs> I like my Kindle just shelf, is full. Yeah. Like I'm notorious for reading part of a book like I almost never finish a book so I have like eight books that are partly read right now maybe 10 yeah so I understand the struggle so. <laughs> I do and, and I'll tell people all the time oh you should check this book out and you should read that book and this and I've heard about this I got no clue I mean I read the synopsis <laughs> I have a list 
Right. We write blog posts about the top 10 business books. I own the top 10 business books you should read. I just, my brain hurts. Same. And I want to play with my dog and garden. Yeah, okay. totally. That's Very it. same. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Please forgive me. We get that. Okay, don't, no, no forgiveness needed. All right, nah. so we know that everyone is going to just want to hop on a plane and go to Perth from all parts of the world when they listen to this um, next week. <laughs> so if people want to, if, if people, or maybe they're close by and can just make a, a quick hop over to the island, well, how can they learn more about your conference? Sustainable Social, which is um, held at the end of every August. You can find out at savesocial.com.au or on all of the social media channels where you can find out more about me. I'm just Meg Coffee. Just Google me. I hate to say that, but you know, yeah. I kind of show with up a everywhere. Yes, I use Coffee and a Y. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the loud Texan. And so it's quite funny. The first few years, I've been in Australia 20 years. In the first few years I was here, I kind of tried to hide my American accent. And now I wear it with a badge because I am the loud Australian, and, you know, I stand out in Australia and I love it. But Perth is fantastic. Awesome. It is the greatest city on earth. And I am, um, I'm very, very lucky to live here. And I think that everybody should visit. Yes, I got it. I will make it to the West side when, one of these, <laughs> one of these times. My but mom, I keep you. sending my mom. I was just going to say, I keep sending my mom photos of Henry and I on the beach and she keeps asking me where all the people are. And I say, I don't know what you mean. This is just what our beaches look like. Yeah. So. Amazing. Yeah. All right, Meg. Well, thank you so much for being with us for our final episode of season six, which means for those who've been listening to the show, you know, if we can work the timing right, something tells me she's going to be sleeping when we do our reunion shows. <laughs> we invite everyone back who's been on the previous season to, to talk about their episode. And it's funny when they're they're close together because it's not like anyone will, would have forgotten. <laughs> but anyway, for those listening, if you didn't know that, we kick off each season with a crazy round robin of as many guests from the previous season as can make it back. And we rotate them in and out in groups over the course of two episodes. And it's a blast. And we're doing it live this year. So um, it's going to be so much prayer. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be great. Oh, gosh, it's going to be great. Congratulations on six years. That's a pretty impressive run to be doing it, to be doing a podcast for. So you ladies should be very proud of yourselves. Thank Thank you you so much. Yeah, it's labor of love. And I think that's part of it, right? We're not trying to gain anything from it except to like share people's wisdom and and have a good time and learn some stuff. Definitely learn a lot for sure. Thanks, Jen, awesome. for well, being thank you my so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for being <laughs> here. And thank you, everyone, for listening, whether you're a new listener or you've been with us since the beginning. We're going to keep going. So, Yay. yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Meg. Thanks, Jen. Thanks to all the listeners. And this has been episode 131 of the Making a Marketer podcast. And we will catch you next time. <laughs>